Social media takes our natural sin tendencies and amplifies it. So what is already in our heart is easier to recognize when we're on social media. And I think the reason that a lot of believers want to flee it entirely is A, we don't like to see and have manifested how much sin is in our own hearts. And also we don't, <laughs> we also don't like to see the sin of the world. The Good Book Company is the publisher of Extraordinary Hospitality for Ordinary People and Say the Right Thing by Carolyn Lacey. In Extraordinary Hospitality, Carolyn shares seven ways to welcome like Jesus without experiencing burnout. In Say the Right Thing, she moves beyond teaching Christians what we shouldn't say and instead encourages readers to use their words in a way that glorifies God and actively encourages others. You can use code ALLTHINGS at thegoodbook.com to receive 25% off both of these books. Hey, All Things listeners, whether you're listening on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, please be sure to like and subscribe and maybe even leave a comment or review. Thanks so much. Welcome, everybody. I am joined today by my friend, Elizabeth Santelman. We are actually just virtual friends, haven't yet been able to meet in person, but Elizabeth has been such an encouragement to me online. We've gotten to know each other over Instagram. So without further ado, I want to say welcome. And Elizabeth, tell everybody who you are if they don't know you yet. Hey, yes. And I'm so bummed we missed that in-person meeting. Like we looked for each other the whole conference and it just didn't happen. We tried. (laughs) <laughs> we Yes, the best efforts. So I am a mom of three little boys, and I uh, run the account Sunshine in my nest, um, and I homeschool our children. We uh, participate with our church and love having friends into our home, and uh, yeah. So the way that I know you is through Instagram. Okay. Tell everybody, when you got on Instagram how you started using it. Um, this is something that's heavy on my mind because as a author, podcaster, I'm always sharing things on Instagram, always having to check myself, check my motives, check my mental health when it comes to social media. And I have teen daughters, so I'm doing it for myself and I'm doing it with them. But, um, I know you on Instagram because you have a big following and you have a big influence on Instagram amongst, especially Christian women, Christian moms, the spheres that we're in. So how did that happen? So until 2017, I had a private account and I was part of like a church and a local community that really rejected all things online. Um, But my family was long distance. And so I had a hands-off as much as possible approach to social media and Mm. to um, like websites, technology, all of that. Um, But there was a couple of accounts that I started following and a couple of friends um, that I had begun having conversations with. And there was one day at coffee, I was talking with a young mom and she told me, she's like, I have the minimalist life. I have, everything is beautiful. Now all I have to do is become LDS and I will be ready for an Instagram life. And... (laughs) God used those words in my heart. Like it was an immediate transformation. Mm. And I was like, as the church, we have to stop 
rejecting these new forms of really missions. And if we're not active and participating, where the moms in our churches are going to be going for information is to Mm -hmm. the people who are there. And so I made my account public and Mm -hmm. started like doing the things that I saw people doing to grow Instagram accounts, but putting it as a um, uh, focus on discipling children and raising gospel families. And that was Mm. my heart and why I started, um, started engaging. So. Okay. You bring up a fascinating point. What, what was that LDS comment all about? What's the LDS world? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, I should have, I should have added some context. Well, I probably, a lot of people know, but maybe some don't. Yeah, so there is like most of the influencer homemaking moms who have gotten really big on Instagram all belong to the LDS church mm-hmm. or various forms of fundamentalist Christian groups. And yeah. like they're huge and mm-hmm. like they do cooking and baking and like we've had so many children and like they share their resources. And because of that, their churches are growing and they're really a appealing to young people our age who are lonely and who are in their homes and who don't know how to build local communities. And so they're going to community online. And I feel like the thing is, is so much of the theology of those churches is based in like performancism and like Mm. what, how we make ourselves look as good as possible. And so the yoke is just so heavy. So my heart for moms is that we don't we don't come to this trying to be as beautiful as possible. Mm. Pour out to our families because that's what Jesus has poured out for us. And mm. um, returning it to returning it to the beautiful truth that we have in our own faith and making that grace available for moms to pass on to their kids. Yeah. That is beautiful and not at all the way most of us talk about social media. (laughs) Um, But I love your point about the LDS church because having been a missionary myself, um, something that I often think about is that Mormons are typically willing to do something that that believers, followers of Christ are not. There was an apologist that I followed early in my um, early years as a Christian, a young adult Christian, who said that the LDS church is willing to do for a lie what Christians are not willing to do for the truth. Mm, And we see that, right? Mormon missionaries are in every town, every neighborhood. They've been in every country I have ever traveled to. Um, So there's this impulse, this conviction, this willingness Mm -hmm. in the Mormon church and the LDS church to go, whether that's door to door or on social media. And so I love that, you know, in that conversation with your friend, it sort of clicked for you. Like, yeah, Yeah. people are stewarding social media to go. This is a way to respond to the Great Commission. This is a way to extend care um, and discipleship and encouragement to people who are at home. Yeah. Well, because even if we're not appealing to our unbelieving neighbors on social media, we're helping other moms Mm -hmm. disciple the next generation of believers. And 
I think a lot of people want to help their kids and want to take their faith walk to the next level. They just really don't know how to do it. Like, and if you haven't had somebody Mm -hmm. cast a vision for what's possible in your own home, we either make it way too complicated and not sustainable, or we just don't do it at all because it feels too overwhelming. And Mm -hmm. so like, what does it look like to live out daily, um, discipling your children? Yeah. I think that is so helpful. When I was a young mom overseas and I had all these toddlers and no family nearby, and I was not raised in a Christ centered home. Um, I wasn't raised, you know, in, in, my my parents are precious to me. Don't get me wrong, but it was, you know, I wanted to do something different as in the way that um, the culture of my home and I didn't know where to turn. And I remember before social media, there were a few ladies in my real life in Japan that I could turn to, but there was this one blog and I don't even remember who it is anymore, but I would go and refresh that blog like three or four times a day because (laughs) there was no social media, but this woman was just documenting really minor sort of superficial ways that she was caring for her kids, but Mm -hmm. with the love of Christ and was so helpful to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I speak from experience knowing how helpful it is to connect with somebody who's ahead of you. Yes. And offering you um, ideas, wisdom, encouragement, cheering for you, um, practical things that you can do um, as a young woman in the faith or a young mom. And you're doing that. So I think it is really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, it seems like, yeah, it seems like in the church, we kind of have two different perspectives on social media. And you voiced both of them. The yes. one where it's like, reject it. It's evil. It's bad. Stay offline. Right. Yeah. Or the like, no, it's wonderful. Grow your platform. In fact, you can even support your family. And, yeah. and sometimes that one goes awry in terms of, as you've said, you know, being really putting out really beautiful things, performing, trying mm-hmm. to, you know, appeal to man and please man. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just so many pitfalls, Elizabeth, so many yeah. pitfalls. How do you stay out of both ditches? What do you do to sort of stay on mission with your Instagram account. Yeah. So I think that social media takes our natural sin tendencies and amplifies it. So what is already in our heart is easier to recognize when we're on social media. And I think the reason that a lot of believers want to flee it entirely is a, we don't like to see and have manifested how much sin is in our own hearts. And also we don't, (laughs) we also don't like to see the sin of the world. Like when Mm. you get on and you're engaging, you're participating in social media as a platform, like idolatry is very, very present and obvious. Like we put people on pedestals, we worship consumerism. Um, I had to take a break after December because there was so much consumerism. Like my Mm. soul just felt Mm. really, really heavy and I needed some time to take away and just like take the trash out. Like, cause Mm -hmm. it's just, it's everywhere. It soaks in. And instead of, instead of fleeing that we're called to live in the world and not be of the world Mm. and recognize those things in our own hearts, Um, but for me, the biggest way is starting to look about, look to see how is the gospel transforming this space. And as I'm entering, instead of putting myself and my family on a pedestal, because we have our own sins, like we're constantly walking toward being sanctified. 
coming to it as a platform and recognizing that every single little bubble that pops up in my DMs and every little bubble that's a comment on one of my posts represents a person. And coming on to it as a platform, not to be seen and to be an Mm. example of what people should do, but to see people. And I, um, I think to myself before I open the app as much mm-hmm. as possible, how am I going to come on and say, there you are today mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. opening it up and being like, okay, here I am. I've arrived. Like, mm-hmm. let the applause begin, which is where I think a lot mm-hmm. of times as believers, we step into the space upside down because we're mimicking the way that the world is already mm-hmm. using it. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to copy a pattern instead of transform the pattern with the gospel. And so really learning to use it as a tool to see other people. I think it is tremendously helpful to alter the way we think about it from Mm -hmm. how can I be seen Mm -hmm. to how can I see others? Yeah. So that's just a huge mind shift. Yeah. As we're making resources, like it's not, how can I sell more books? It's like, how can I serve people with Mm -hmm. the message that God's already placed in my heart and called me to do? Or Mm -hmm. instead of like, how can I get more followers? It's like, how can I put gospel discipleship in front of more people? Mm -hmm. Or instead of how can I, how can I um, expand my assets in this Mm -hmm. world by Mm -hmm. choosing to do this. It's like, how can I serve better if I am financially able to give? And so taking everything and reversing it to have a kingdom outlook. Yes. It's just the way that the gospel transforms things. And it Mm -hmm. really removes that ickiness of social media Mm -hmm. because we're not participating in it in a way that drags our souls down, but instead it breathes Christ's life into a dark space. Right, right. I have heard you before, Elizabeth, use the phrase digital hospitality. Yeah. And you've kind of, you've kind of, you know, we came in from the back door, you've kind of already described that, but unpack that just a little bit more for us. What is digital hospitality? Sure. So I kind of struggle with people watching my life. Like it's not, Mm -hmm. it's been something that it's weird to like get your head wrapped around. Mm -hmm. Um, But growing up, we had these huge bay windows in our farmhouse and we had Amish neighbors all around us on every side that would drive by very, very slowly in their buggies and observe everything that was happening in our life through our huge bay windows. And uh, contrary to like all the Christian romance novels, um, the Amish are not believers. Like if people have Bible studies or read a Bible in their own language, they're kicked out of the church community in a lot of places. Mm. And that's the way that the community that lived around us was. I'm not saying every Amish person is that way, but in the community around us, that's the way that it was. And so my parents started seeing, like they would purposely leave the windows and the curtains open because they wanted to show what it looked like to be a gospel-centered family. And so I kind of see our stories being similar to that is I'm opening the curtains to our life and Mm -hmm. allowing people to see what does it look like to live, to have a gospel family? What does it look like to live your life in a way that's maybe just a little bit different than people are accustomed to? Yeah, I love that. Digital hospitality. It's a great phrase to keep in mind when we log on. Now, a minute ago, you said that we feel ickiness when we get on social media, that there is still darkness. You know, you have given us a really good perspective and foundation for how we would pursue social media. 
And yet you've acknowledged what's true, that there is still some darkness and ickiness there. How do we navigate that? What do you do when you start to feel that? I think that's where we have to stop looking at social media being the problem and instead focus on our hearts being the problem. So allowing our hearts to be transformed by the gospel and allowing it to be formed most by the word of God. And so as we expose ourselves to the word of God, it changes our hearts, not Mm -hmm. just in our homes and in our lives, but in the way we engage with social media also. And I think as in anything, you have to be careful about what you're putting in front of your eyes. Like I'm not recommending going and following some of the darkest accounts on the web. (laughs) Um, but there are there are a lot of accounts of other people who are seeking to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So choosing who you're following is really important and choosing who you're connecting with and engaging with. Um, one of the best things that I did is two years ago, maybe three years ago now, almost three years ago now, I found this other young mom on, who was doing the same thing and had the same heart on Instagram and being able to talk about people who verbally assault us has been really Mm. helpful. Mm. Being able to watch the way that she opens her heart and life with people has been helpful. So finding other examples of people who are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, And, um, but then again, just like being in the word of God, because social media isn't unique. Like we run into the same problems when we watch television or the podcasts that we listen to or the books that we consume. Like we can get into just as many trash novels as we Mm -hmm. can trash Instagram accounts. And Mm -hmm. what what you're forming your heart with really does matter. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, we are all being discipled by something, right? And we are being discipled by Instagram, but we can also be discipled by the word of God. And so how do do we prioritize our time and our consumption Mm -hmm. so that we're making sure that we are formed by that which is eternal and truly good over that which is temporal? And another thing I've had to constantly guard my heart against is not allowing social media to become my socialization, like Mm. that we're still inviting our real life community and like Mm -hmm. hearing the hearts of real people, because it can be really easy to allow people constantly telling you how amazing whatever you're doing is to like begin to feed your soul. And like, Mm. you need real life friendships of people Mm -hmm. who like see you on your good days and your bad days, your good hair days and your kids falling apart. Cause I'm never going to take a video of my child throwing a tantrum. Um, and so when we're living in real life community, like it really is, it is humbling and shows us our place in the world and Mm -hmm. it's, it's invaluable. So that's so good. Elizabeth, what would you say to my teen daughters? You know, we're having these conversations all the time. Um, one, one still does not have social media yet. The youngest mm-hmm. one hasn't graduated to that um, level yet of life. But what would you say to her or to one has had it now for about six months? I mean, what are the things that we should be saying to the girls coming after us as they start this journey? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I've heard people talk about books is if your heart has like a check when you're Mm -hmm. reading it, Mm -hmm. like bring it to mom and let's have a conversation Mm -hmm. about it. And I think we can do that if we keep the, if we keep the lines open 
um, in communication with our kids. Like if something feels off, let's just have a conversation about it. Cause I do mm. think sometimes, especially for our kids who have more tender consciences, sometimes, uh, things that aren't necessarily a problem cause issue. And like, yeah. it can give us a reason to talk through those things, but for things that are more serious, like being able to talk through like, okay, um, why do you think with what you believe, like, where mm. is this falling out of alignment that it's giving mm. your spirit check? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. instead of teaching them to avoid it altogether, teaching them how to use it, uh, the same as we do with television programming and um, yeah. books that we're reading. Yeah, that's really good. A phrase that we use in our house frequently is, is this good for your soul? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whether it's a book or a movie or social media, you know, is this okay for your soul? How's this shaping your soul? Yeah, um, and it's no, hard, you know. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Knowing when you need a break is important mm, too. Like, yeah, because there are like clicking habits, you know. Like mm, you're bored oh, for are. two and a half seconds, and so you open something, and so making it harder for yourself. Or there's all kinds of technology now that allows you to like set limits to tell you when you've been on 15 minutes or when you've been on mm-hmm. an hour, and like um, sometimes just being more aware is helpful. Yeah, that's really good. I think setting those limits is super good. I mean, we do that for our kids and sometimes I do that for myself as well. Um, locking myself out of accounts if I've been on too long, <laughs> or deleting them off my phone altogether if I need to take that break. Yeah, yeah. Um, you and mentioned, then, no, go ahead. Oh, but then also giving yourself freedom sometimes to be like, yeah, it's okay. So, like we give mm-hmm. ourselves freedom to sit down for 20 minutes to an hour and watch mm-hmm. a, something on TV. Mm-hmm. And so if this is what genuinely helps you to relax and like brings you joy, like then don't feel guilt about that. Like mm-hmm. enjoy it for what like because you made an intentional decision yeah. to to participate. So then intentionally allow yourself but truly be present while you're partaking kind of like some of the same advice we get around food like sit down and actually enjoy it don't feel bad about it when you're done and like allow the satisfaction of the moment to hit just right I guess yeah no I was thinking exactly that as you said that it's like food it's like having a feast or a celebration and but you know I think there's a a fine line there of consuming that which really does bring peace Mm -hmm. versus scrolling mindlessly, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. it can be easy to go from one to the other without even okay. noticing. And rather than 20 minutes later feeling refreshed and encouraged because you looked at the accounts that point you to the Lord, you instead feel empty and gross, like you yeah. said, the ickiness. Yeah. Well, Was that hard that- for you to take that break when you did in December? You said after December, you took a break. Was that like a struggle to... You know, Go surprisingly, offline. I loved it. Like, it, mm. and I think that's, I think that's a sign, even though I am present and participating a lot, I don't think it's an addiction because like, there's a lot of other things that are bringing so much joy. I didn't even miss it. So if mm-hmm. I didn't have a podcast and have to like start to, and, and again, if it wasn't for why I felt called to participate in the first place, like mm-hmm. it could be really easy just to like sign off and do all kinds of other things for forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. How does your family feel about your Instagram account? Like your husband and your, your boys are young yet, but um, are they on board or even your friends in real life to do people? Yeah. Uh, are they excited about it? Do they tease you about it? Are they like, oh no, she's got her phone out again. Or you know, <laughs> what does that look like? So I don't really bring it out in front of um, friends and family because again, like the part of 
community that I am in, they don't want to have their faces or their pictures mm-hmm. online, which does make it hard to show how we live yeah. in community yeah. because I'm trying to respect the boundaries of our friends. Um, mm-hmm. There was a few people who I took a lot of heat from initially mm-hmm. when I decided this, like I just kept feeling overwhelming call. Um, and there are those things that are pressed onto your heart that no matter what anybody else says, you're compelled to do it. And that's yep. what this was for me. Mm. Um, but the the comments that were made off and on were painful enough that I almost quit a lot mm. of times. And my husband was the one that was in my corner saying like, no, this is something that you're doing good work at. This is mm-hmm. something, and it does bring me an element of joy. Mm. It is um, like he's been the one that has told me to keep going, and um, it takes it takes time. And he is willing to sacrifice the time to make it happen because, uh, yeah, he's he's at my back and he sees it as a as a mission. So, yeah. and I've never, I've never had trouble with the kids on that. Like I, like they see it as like, they see their place in it and participating. Mm-hmm. And I, we do make tiny bits of money or we're able to do little field trips in our city. And so mm-hmm. I, mommy's work did this for us. And mm. so like, I never want <laughs> it to be something that they look back on and they're angry about. And I try really hard to like respect them and their stories. So when they look back, they'll know how much I love them. That It's mm. not me getting on to complain about them or to talk yeah. about how hard it is or the sin issues that they're struggling with or or ways that I'm struggling with being their parent. Like I really want it. I want it to be a time capsule of my love for them in Mm. this process also. Yeah, that's sweet. You have just really pointed to caring well for your real life community as Mm -hmm. you pursue serving your online community, you know, being respectful of your friends in your church and your community who doesn't want to be online and being okay with that and being like, okay, we will not, we won't film those things. I will not show those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and also being really intentional about the content that you share about your kids, wanting yeah. it to convey your love and respect for them and your, how you cherish them. Um, and I think that's some, you know, those are some things that we, those are pitfalls that are real. Um, yeah. It's the viral, the posts, the parenting posts that go viral are the ones where people do <laughs> videotape their kids having a tantrum. Yeah, um, yeah. And parents do kind of mock their kids. But it sounds like you've made a really intentional decision um, to do and this And not well. just that, but guarding also the heart of church too. Mm, because mm. you were talking about the things that will make you go viral are mm. the things often that stir up controversy or things that otherize different parts of your community or even even certain aspects of the world that and but I don't feel like long term and sustainably that that calls people in that when we're calling other people out or we're attempting to gain traction by outrage it ends up pushing people away rather mm-hmm. than bringing them in to our point of view. So that's another thing I've very actively yeah. made a point not to participate in that side yeah. of social media culture because it doesn't it doesn't serve anybody. It mm. the people who agree with you, it causes them to have hatred toward people who disagree with you and the people who disagree with you are just alienated by your message then. Yeah. Did you pick your handle sunshine in my nest way back when, or is that something that as your 
uh, principles and foundation for how you do social media kind of changed and grew? Did you did you change it? Because what you're describing is offering sunshine. <laughs> yeah, no, that's been that's been it from the beginning. Like mm-hmm. when I made it public, it went to sunshine in my nest, and it's been that ever since. So yeah, yeah. Well, what you're describing is very much sunshine. You know, you it's, mm-hmm. you are trying to shine light in what can yeah, be a dark and- place. If people are thinking about doing this, like I recommend writing down your goals at the mm-hmm. beginning. Like mm-hmm. I wrote down a list of people who I hoped to become as an older woman. They were women mm. who had years in the faith already and had been participating in ministry for a long time. Um, then I wrote down what it my, what my tone is going to be when mm-hmm. I approach Good. because on yeah. bad days it can be really easy like we were just talking about to like want to vent and That isn't the place for venting. Your best Mm -hmm. friend is the place for venting. Your Mm -hmm. husband is the place for venting. An older mentor is a place for venting. Your social media is not the place. And so um, I wrote down my tone is always going to be grateful and it's Mm -hmm. always going to be kind. And Mm -hmm. because I wanted to cultivate more gratitude and kindness in my own heart. And so by choosing to focus on having that be what I post, I feel like it's also grown inside of me too, because every day I have to get on and be like, okay, how am I going to be grateful today? And how am I going to be kind? And how am I going to see other people instead of coming on to be seen? Yeah. These are some really radical, differently, you know, different ways of viewing social media than we typically view it. And I'm just personally really encouraged and just reminded of I love what you've shared with us. How can I go on to see others rather than to be seen? How can I be a light? How can I um, foster gratitude and kindness and humility in this space? And, and you're doing that. And I'm really, really grateful. I love to see social media redeemed and used for the kingdom, you know, yeah. used for missions, used to um, proclaim the name of Christ. I think all of this has been just really encouraging and really countercultural. Mm-hmm. Um so thank you for your presence online, Elizabeth. And where can people follow what you do? Where can they go get a glimpse of this sunshine <laughs> in your nest? People can find me at Sunshine in My Nest on Instagram and also my blog, um, Pinterest. I collect different ideas for how to welcome people in and how to like make our homes more beautiful. Awesome. I love that, Elizabeth. And say hello to your sons who I hear in the background. (laughs) Thank them for your time. We are grateful for your contribution here. And yeah, have a great day. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks so much, Jen. Thanks so much for taking time to listen to All Things with me, Jen Oshman, where we look at current events and cultural trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus. So we're seeking to apply his word to what's happening here and now.